0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Blog Talk Radio. Shooting star,
3: Shooting star. what is your hurry? So fast, so far. Are you burning a glow?
2: Flow. I am your host, Inspiration Diva, and we have an awesome topic for discussion today. Okay? During the show, we will discuss addressing reparations, gentrification, and black leadership in America. Many of the Democratic candidates running for president are considering reparations for descendants of slaves. What is your disposition on this matter? Do you believe reparations are possible today? How do you think reparations should be implemented? Or is this impossible to accomplish? Join in the discussion and voice your thoughts on the matter. Also, we will address gentrification within our communities. What effect does it have on us? How can we face this issue? Gentrification has been called the Negro Removal by James Baldwin. We will talk about this during the show and more. Now, black leadership is always important, whether you are starting a business or a nonprofit organization or even a charity. We need black leadership in America. Let's talk about the involvement within our community and the country. What can we do to improve our communities and achieve success? Call into the show at 347-989-0770 and join in the discussion and let your voice be heard today, okay? So we're going to jump right on into here, and like I said, I want to thank you so much for tuning in with me today, okay? Our hashtags for today are... Reparations, Gentrification, Black Leadership, America, Democracy, Descendants, Slaves, Beliefs, Impossible, Possible, Today, Politics, Culture, Social Environment, Communities, Business, Charities, Organizations, Housing, black men, black women, black children, involvement, goals, life, justice, inspiration, conscious, voice, skills, focus, change, success, development, dreams, and achievements. Those are our hashtags for today. Okay, so welcome to the show. I'm very happy to have you here with me. And like I said, the call-in number is 347-989-0770. If you would like to speak to me, press 1, and that'll queue you up, and I can open your line so you can speak to me, okay? So let's get the show started with our interesting topics. What is reparations? What is reparations? I'm sure most of you already know, but here is the definition I have for reparations, okay? Reparations is the making of amends for a wrong one has done by paying money to or otherwise helping those who have been wronged. Do you think black people... Who are descendants of slaves Deserve reparations If so why Or why not Do you think it's possible For black people to even get Reparations If so how do you think they should be Compensated By what means Okay Now I have some information here Taken from the Constitutional Rights Foundation Okay and it's about The different occasions where reparations was brought up in the Senate and in in, in the government, you know, reparations were brought up. So one bill introduced into the U.S. Senate in 1894, it would have granted direct payments of up to five hundred dollars to all ex-slaves, plus monthly pensions ranging from four dollars to fifteen dollars. Now, this and several similar bills, they died in the Congressional committees. The pension movement itself faded away with the onset of World War I. Okay? Now, during the 1960s, some black leaders revived the idea of reparations. In 1969, James Foreman, the head of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, he proclaimed a black manifesto which demanded $500 million from American churches and synagogues for their role in perpetrating slavery before the Civil War. Black nationalist organizations such as the Black Panther Party and Black Muslims also demanded reparations. Okay. Now, in 1980s, a new call arose for Black reparations. It was stimulated by two other movements that successfully secured payments from the U.S. government. The Supreme Court in 1980 ordered the federal government to pay eight Sioux Indians tribes $122 million, the payment of $1.25 billion to over 60,000 Japanese American citizens, who had been in, interned in prison camps During World War II So they got compensation They received reparations Now in April 1989 Council member Ray Jenkins Guided through the Detroit City Council A resolution It called for over $40 billion Of federal education funds For the black colleges and trade school students About the same time a conference of black state legislators' meetings in New York Orleans backed the idea of a federally financed education fund for descendants of slaves. Shortly afterwards, Republican John Conyers, Jr., Democrat, um, drafted a bill calling for the establishment of congressional commissions to study the impact of slavery on African Americans. Not Republican, but Representative. Representative John Conyers Jr., who was a Democrat, he drafted a bill calling for the establishment of a congressional committee to study the impact of slavery on African Americans. Okay? So, why have some people received reparations, but none of the descendants of slaves? What do you think? Why do you think some people have received reparations, but none of the descendants of slaves? Is it impossible to compensate the descendants of slaves? Are they deserving of reparations? I think so. I mean, after all... The black people's ancestors And descendants have been through In this country Built this country up Brick by brick From the sweat of their back And the abuse They received Yes They deserve reparations They certainly most certainly Do Deserve reparations So what do you think Why have some people received reparations, but none of the descendants of slaves. Hmm. Something to ponder. I think that maybe there could be some kind of financial compensation, like the presidential candidate this year, running for president, Andrew Yang. He proposed, he proposes the, um, per month for every adult over the age of 18. He calls it the freedom dividend. $1,000 per month for every adult over the age of 18. The freedom dividend. Do you think the freedom dividend is possible? Will it bankrupt country? Because that's what some people think that um, the U.S. cannot afford to pay every citizen over the age of 18, $1,000 per month. They believe it will bankrupt the country. Or maybe the government could provide free college tuition. That would be great. And student loan forgiveness. Or what about free health care? These are just a few of the things that I'm thinking, you know, most people would appreciate these things. And it's not that costly to just, you know, forgive the student loans, provide free college tuition, and provide free health care. Other countries have free health care. We are one of the richest countries in the world, if not the richest country in the world. And our citizens don't even have adequate health care. But what do you think? Let's weigh some of the pros and cons of reparations. When we come back, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to weigh some of the pros and cons of reparations, okay? So jot down the call-in number, 347-989-0770. You are tuned in to the Conscious Flow, and we will be right back with more. Mm-hmm. You are tuned in to The Conscious Flow. Okay, okay, welcome back. For those of you who are just now tuning in, our topic for today is addressing reparations, gentrification, and black leadership in America. Okay, but right now we're focusing on um, talking about reparations. So we're going to weigh some of the pros and cons of reparations. Now, again, this information is taken from the Constitutional Rights Foundation. you can look them up online yourself and read more about these pros and cons, but I have them here with me, so I'm going to give you the pros, and then we'll talk about um we'll talk about the cons and then we'll talk about the pros. Let's see how about how how about we do it that way? Yeah, we'll do it like that. okay, so many people and groups have voiced their opposition to the whole idea of slavery. Reparations. They voice their opposition. Now, here are some of the major arguments against reparations. Okay. First of all, they say there are no black slaves living today. <laughs> How many times have we heard that <laughs> when it comes to reparations? There are no black slaves living today in America slavery ended more than 160 years ago at the cost of several hundred thousand lives lost in the Civil War. It is unfair to ask the American taxpayers, many of them from families that came to the United States after slavery ended to pay for the wrongs of slavery. Hmm. So they're arguing that they shouldn't have to pay for the wrongs of slavery because Slavery ended over 160 years ago, and there are no black slaves living in America today. Well,
3: (laughs) okay, another
2: argument against reparations. The problems faced by African Americans today are not the legacy of slavery or even racism. Many blacks have succeeded very well in American society. The problems of poor African-Americans are caused by social ills within the inner city, such as the breakdown of families, high crime rates, and dependence on welfare. So, again, they're arguing that today the problems that we as black people face is not a result of the quote-unquote legacy of slavery, I don't like that term, whoever came up with that on the Constitutional Rights Foundation website (laughs) the legacy of slavery, come on now use a better wording than that but they feel like the way many of us are living today is not a result of slavery because they say many blacks have succeeded very well in American society and they say the problem is the poor families and high crime rates and, and and dependence on welfare. Duh. What do you think? Okay. It is definitely affected from slavery, generations of poverty being passed down from generation to generation to generation. Okay. The slaves weren't given all that land. They weren't given those 40 acres and a mule. When they were set free, guess what? They didn't have nowhere to go. They didn't have no money. They didn't have no job. What did they have to do when they were set free? They had to turn around, go right back, and work for their slave masters just to, just to make ends meet. And still couldn't make ends meet. They weren't given anything. It's like, okay, they say, well, we're going to set y'all free. But we ain't going to give you nothing We ain't going to give you no land We ain't going to give you no seeds We ain't going to give you no animals We ain't going to give you no mule And we ain't going to give you no place to stay But you're free You're free now Come on Of course The way black people are dealing with society today Is definitely Affected From slavery But they argue that many blacks have succeeded very well in American society. Okay? Anyway, the next argument is federal and state governments
0: have already
2: spent billions of dollars on social programs such as welfare, subsidized housing, health care, employment development, affirmative action education, and these programs have been vented by African Americans. But let me tell you, so they're arguing that the government has already spent billions of dollars on social programs, such as welfare, socialized housing, health care, employment development, affirmative action, education. The problem is, when you put programs out there like that, people become dependent on them. And the way those programs are set up is that once you have become dependent on them, it's hard to get off of them. Say, for example, you go over a certain income level but you're not making enough to get off the program, but you're making too much to stay on the program. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, for example, a person might be on welfare or some type of assistance to where the government says you can only make this allotted amount of money to stay on the program. If you make so and such over this amount of money, you have to get off the program. But, your job is paying you just enough to get by, but too much to stay on the program so you're still struggling and suffering and can't make ends meet because you can't afford to be on the program, yet you can't afford to be off the program. So it's like you're dependent on the social welfare programs, the the welfare, the subsidized housing, the health care, the employment development, all of that stuff, you're dependent on those things because, based on your income, you're not making enough to get off of those things. And if you make too much, you can't even have those things. But anyway, they say that, you know, the arguments against reparations is that the state governments have already spent billions of dollars on these social programs, such as welfare and whatnot. So they say that African-Americans have benefited from those programs. Therefore, they will, you know, That's considering, hey, you've already been compensated, okay?
0: So now another argument
2: is reparations would be too expensive, depriving the country of the opportunity to fix Social Security and the Medicare system and meet other budget needs that benefit all Americans. Okay, they say reparations would be too expensive. What about all these hundreds of billions of dollars they put in the military,
0: What about all these
2: hundreds of millions of dollars they're putting into all these other programs? Come on now. One of the most richest, if not the richest country in the world, but reparations would be too expensive for this country? I don't think so, but that's another argument that they have, okay? Also, another argument is any reparations plan would lead to unfairness and huge administrative costs. Who would receive the reparations? That's the question they ask. Descendants of slaves, all blacks? Who who well-off African Americans would receive payments? If a firm was set up, who would administer it? Would those unhappy with the plan call for even more reparations or file a lawsuit? So they're arguing that it would be unfair. It would be unfair to others, and it would be a huge administrative cost. And then they question who would receive the reparations. How would you determine who would receive the reparations? I'm sure we all know who, who's a descendant of slaves. I'm sure they kept records of their slaves. I know they kept records of their slaves. And you know, so they want to know about it being unfair and a huge administration cost. Okay, so those are some of the arguments um against reparations. Okay. Those are some arguments against reparations. Okay. So now I'm going to give you some of the arguments for reparations, people who reject the statements that I just gave you. So I'll give you some arguments for um, reparations, not against reparations. Again, this information has come from the Constitutional Rights Foundation. Um, You can find them online, okay? So now, the claim for reparations is not against white Americans or even individual Americans. It is a claim against American government and society, which has continued from the time of slavery. As all members of society share in society's benefits, they also must share the burdens of the form of taxation through slavery. African Americans were terribly wronged and modern blacks were robbed of their inheritance. Did you get that? Through slavery, African Americans were terribly wronged and modern which is us blacks were robbed of their inheritance. Furthermore, blacks face racism every single day. They deserve to be compensated. Okay? The problems faced by many blacks today come from slavery. Remember, before I told you, they said that we weren't affected by slavery today? But this states that the problems faced by many blacks today come from slavery and society's ongoing racism. Blacks were uprooted from their homes in Africa and brutalized in America by a system that destroyed the family structure and degraded the individual. When slavery ended, African-Americans owned nothing. That's what I told you a while ago. They had this, oh, you're free, but we ain't going to give you nothing. They own nothing. Isolated and discriminated against, they were denied education, contacts with society, and economic opportunity. Compared to the whites, blacks remain in a disadvantaged position. And will remain so until they receive compensation and society racism end. Well, we know the racism is not going to end, but they could receive compensation. Now, another statement is welfare, subsidized housing, affirmative action, and other previous efforts to address socioeconomic problems of the black underclass have been too little and too late. They failed because society has failed to come to grips with the central problems its own racism and discrimination. In some cases, social programs through well-intentioned actually increased black isolation and further degraded the black community. In addition, these programs benefited other groups, not just blacks. By doing so, they failed to address the unique claims based on slavery that African Americans have, Okay. Also, reparations will not promote dependency. Instead, they will give individual African-Americans in the community a whole, a chance to create their own economic base and become self-reliant. The cost of reparations may be great, but a debt is owed and it must be paid. The moral claim for reparations at least equals that of any other government program. America is a rich country, and if the will exists, the money can be found. Just as it is too early to decide how much is due in reparations, it is too early to agree on how to distribute the reparations. Fair methods can be worked out once society acknowledges that its obligation is to provide reparations in the first place. Stop denying. Stop living in denial. Americans, black Americans, black Americans deserve reparations. Call in at 347-989-0770 and let me know what you think about this matter. I know America, one of the richest countries in the world, like I said, if not the richest country in the world, can certainly do something for the descendants of slaves concerning reparations. It's been long overdue. This country was built brick by brick off the backs, blood, sweat, and toil of slaves. Slaves built this country. Okay? So call in at 347-989-0770 and voice your thoughts on this matter, Okay? What are some of the issues black people are facing still today as a result of being a product of the descendants of slaves? What are some of the issues black people are facing still today as a result of being a product of descendants of slaves? Many of us suffer from post-traumatic slave syndrome. Have you ever heard of that before? Now you're probably saying, what in the world is she talking about? Post traumatic slave syndrome. It comes from Dr. Joy DeGruy. Have you ever heard of her? Look her up on YouTube. Look up post traumatic slave syndrome. Okay? Dr. Joy DeGruy, billed as the nationally and internationally renowned researcher and educator, she explains this very well. Okay? Look her up. Maladaptive behaviors that originated as survival strategies. Maladaptive behaviors that originated as survival strategies pass from generation to generation long after they have lost their contextual effectiveness. These maladaptations cannot be cured clinically. But must be repaired by profound structural change in society. Just look up Dr. Joy DeGruy and research this information for yourself. It's self explanatory. Dr. DeGruy describes the key patterns that reflect post traumatic slave syndrome as vacant esteem, marked propensity for anger and violence, and racial socialization and internalized racism. Vacant self-esteem includes hopelessness, depression, and general self-destructive outlook. Mark, propensity for violence is what it sounds like and can be directed at friends, relatives, or acquaintances. Racist socialization accounts for literacy deprivation and aversion to one's own group. Okay, I know that's a lot to take in. But basically, she's describing the key patterns that reflect post-traumatic slave syndrome as marked as a propensity, a propensity for anger and violence. In a lot of the black communities, we have a lot of anger and violence, okay? She's saying that they suffer from post-traumatic stress syndrome, post-traumatic slavery syndrome, sorry. Now, vacant self-esteem includes hopelessness, depression, and general self-destructive outlook. All of these um come from the psychological effects of being the descendants of slaves, okay? These key patterns that reflect post-traumatic slave syndrome. Just look her up on YouTube, Dr. Joy DeGruy. I listened to her this year for the first time, never heard of her before in my life, but I understood what she was talking about very well. Dr. Joy DeGruy, look her up. Remember I asked you earlier how some black people still being affected today? Remember I said, what are some of the issues that black people are facing still today as a result of being a product of the tentative of slaves? Well, Dr. Joy DeGruy, she explains these things, okay? She explains them. Look her up on YouTube. I want to thank you for being tuned in, and we'll be right back with more, Okay. in to the conscious
3: flow. I woke up this morning, turned the TV on, and everything I see is everything that's wrong, and I'm like... Got enough to worry about without thinking about this. Now my tweet is blowing up, cause I focus my mind online. Got no time for this. Reality is chasing me. My life is like a list. Wake up, wake up, get up, get up. Hustle, hustle, speed up, speed up. I start my day, take time to pray. No time to get to my haters. Wait, wait, did I just say haters? Now wasting no bars on you. So much for inside of me and I'm taking my opportunity today I will walk in my power and today will be my finest hour no more coulda shoulda woulda no more coulda shoulda woulda I live for me can't live for you I have a dream I have a dream and I do believe this is the last time i let you play with my mind cause now I know better phone's blowing up because I spoke my mind last night. Got no time for this. Is my heart still beating? Yeah, my heart still beating. I'm over you. I'm over you. Nobody <clears throat> answering that. Wake up, wake up, get up, get up. Hustle, hustle, speed up, speed up. I start my day. Take time to pray. No time to get to what's his name. Wait, did I just say what's his name? Now wasting my time on him. I know my king is out there for me so I take my opportunity stay yeah. pick up my phone and see this crazy thing that's out here going on, and I'm like, hold up, they talking about me. Got enough to worry about without thinking about this. I've been black girl magic, 20 years I've been at it. I'm over you, I got nothing to prove. Nothing to prove. Hmm. Or maybe you do. How you look sexist and racist, and still we smile throughout it? You'd be surprised what we deal with, the way we show up and kill shit. I love my brown skin so much Been that way before Wakanda So that's what you thought of love me And I, I'll never stop So today I will walk in my power And today Will be my finest hour now. No more coulda, shoulda, woulda No more coulda I live for me, I can't live for you I have a dream, I have a dream So today, I will work in my power And today, will be my finest hour No more, shoulda, shoulda, woulda No more, should shoulda, woulda
2: Tuned in to the conscious flow. Da, da,
3: da, 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 da. I know exactly what you're thinking. I've had those thoughts a million times. I can see the question that's behind your eyes, or you're searching for your peace of mind. Listen up to this truth You are me and I am you Every one of us is worthy Baby, girl, worthy, woman Every one of us is worthy I know your life, I felt your pain I know your joys and your shame Sometimes it feels like life walks over you Or like you're a penny on the ground But either on the ground or in your purse The smallest piece still holds its worth Every one of us is worthy Baby girl, worthy woman Every one of us is worthy Baby girl, worthy woman Every one of us is worthy Worthy of love Worthy of life Worthy of saying no When something don't feel right This is a song for you For all the ups and downs That life will put you through Listen up to this truth You are me and I am you Every one of us is worthy Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy woman, every one of us is worthy. Baby girl, worthy. Every one of us is worthy. Every one of us is worthy. Every one of us is worthy.
2: Welcome back. Thank you for tuning in with me. I appreciate you hanging in there. And we are talking about addressing reparations, gentrification, and black leadership in America. So we just had a talk about reparations. We're going to change the flow, and we're going to go into a little discussion on gentrification, okay? So welcome back. And if you would like to speak, you can dial in at 347-989-0770. Now we will talk about gentrification in our black communities. So tell me what is gentrification? What does it mean to you? I mean, the definition I have is simple but it can be expanded to include some other areas, okay? Gentrification is simply the process of renovating and improving a home or district so that it conforms to the middle-class taste. But I like this definition better. Gentrification is moving into less wealthy neighborhoods, renovating homes, and attracting new businesses. But mostly it is Disrupting the black communities, okay, you have these wealthy people moving into these areas and, and and buying out these homes and raising the prices and running off the people in the area who can't afford to live there. You have them coming in, these wealthy people coming in and taking these businesses and transforming them and making them so expensive to where you can't afford to live in the neighborhood. And it disrupts the black community in so many ways because they can't – it just, it just disrupts their, their way of living, their lifestyles. It changes all of that, okay? So have you personally been affected by gentrification? Do you know someone who is dealing with gentrification right now? James Baldwin coined it the Negro removal, okay? How does this affect the black community? What steps can be taken in order to prevent gentrification from forcing displacement of the black people in the communities? Because gentrification usually leads to negative impacts such as forced displacement, a fostering of discriminatory behavior by people in power, and focusing on spaces that exclude low-income individuals and people of color. That's what gentrification usually does. Okay, and for some people, gentrification is a process of renovating deteriorated urban neighborhoods through the influx of more affluent residents. But to others, gentrification, it magnifies the racial divide. It magnifies the racial divide because it shifts. It's a shift in the neighborhood. It's a shift in the neighborhood's racial composition as the white residents move in and the minorities are moved out. okay. So, like I said, it disrupts the lifestyle of the black neighborhoods. That's that's what it does. So, James Baldwin, like I said, he coined it the Negro removal back in the 1960s. So, so this is not something new, people. This is not something – gentrification is not something new that just started happening. It just came along. It, it's been, been going on. Okay? And James Baldwin called it the Negro removal because basically – that's what it is. That's what it does. Now, um, how how what are some ways that we can we can fight gentrification? What are some tactics tactics that we can use to uh, boost the economic development and thwart the process of gentrification? Okay, what what are some of the tactics? One of them is you can know your neighbors. Okay, because I'm certainly not the first person to think of getting to know our neighbor as a way moving forward in the community. Get to know your neighbors. Demand affordable housing. Demand housing that you can afford. Demand it. Regulate bank-owned property and confront elected officials. These officials who have been elected into office, they need to be confronted, okay? Because change often involves winners and losers. And when it comes to gentrification, unfortunately, the low-income the poor, they lose their homes, they lose their communities. Okay, so what else can be done to fight gentrification and still boost economic development? I want to know what you have to say. Because some people literally suggest that it is caused by social and cultural factors such as family structure,
0: rapid job
2: growth, lack of housing, traffic congestion, public sector policies, but what do you think about gentrification? Okay? I want to know what you think. You can call in at 347-989-0770 and voice your opinion or give your thoughts on gentrification, okay? I want to hear from you. Life is a journey, not a
3: destination. I are mistakes, just chances we've taken Lay down your regrets Cause all we have is now Say something new ego. He's the one that we should blame Had to grab my heart back Got no something as to change Thought that you'd be happy I found the one thing I need Why are you mad?
2: Okay, I want to thank you so much for hanging in here with me on The Conscious Flow. We have been talking about addressing reparations and gentrification. So now we're going to get back into Black leadership of America. Are you familiar with any Black leaders in your community? What are some of the biggest issues facing the Black communities today? okay. If you would like to speak, call in at 347-989-0770 and press 1 to speak to me, okay? So let's talk a little bit about black leadership. Why is black leadership important? I'll tell you why I think it's important. It's important because we need strong-minded individuals or groups to speak up for the benefit of black people. Black men and women need to support one another. Through all the country has put black people through, we need great leaders to speak out for the culture and help the black communities thrive. We need that. And almost everywhere I look, I see on Google search, they say black leadership is dead. I was like, wow, is that true? Is black leadership dead? mean I did a search and it was like black leadership is dead black leadership is dead I'm like okay what do you think is black leadership dead I want to say hi to my caller 4828 I see you there if you want to speak to me press one okay thank you for calling in (laughs) all right I see you okay but like I said almost everywhere I looked on Google search there were articles on black leadership is dead And I was like, wow, 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 this can't be true. It's crucial. It's crucial for young black boys and girls to have a bright future, and they need leaders to understand the issues that we face in our society today. And it's important for us to have good role models to look up into this world. It's filled with racism, discrimination, and hate. And for those people who say they do not see color, how can you not see color? I want to know, how can you not see color? Okay? So I have my caller who wants to speak. I'm going to bring you in right now. I'm going to open up your line and bring you in so that you can speak. Um, hi, caller 4828. How are you today?
1: I'm well. Forgive me. I have a bit of a sore throat, so I sound a little a little bit froggy. <laughs> but, okay. Um, but when, it's great to have, it's great the, to have you here. Oh, oh, and thank you. Nice, Nice to be here. And I, I have a show in the network uh, myself. And um, okay. when you mention about leadership, one thing I would like to say is that you, when you Google and, and people say, okay, there's no leaders, well, sometimes, honestly, I think it's because you, they're not really, they're just being defeatist and not seeking them out. Like there's a lot of good people doing good things. Like I, I, on my uh, show, and this was, Quite a couple of years ago. You know, I, I had a reverend that started a, a charity in, in D.C., you know, a pretty pretty rough neighborhood in D.C. Okay. And, and what I'm saying is that um he actually managed to put together a football team, which is pretty amazing for being a little charity after-school program. And he was also feeding the kids. A lot of the kids weren't eating well. And there were the uh, the okay. the D.C. things, if you want to look it up, Red and Brown. And and the whole thing was, okay. is, I'm saying that they actually won, like, this national championship, which is incredible for, I mean, you might not be in sports, but, I mean, that's an incredible feat. I am. Like, I
3: was, love sports.
1: Was, oh, yeah, I am, too. And plus, and plus, he, you know, there was, you know, he was feeding them and he was educating them. And, uh, and so I, I – the lack of leaders, I don't know what it is. I honestly think now, and here's where it comes to my end game point. and you, you may or may not agree with me on this.
3: Okay. I
1: also think in general, group activity is down, J- just in general, whether it's the Masons or whoever it is. You know, it's, it's, it's just everybody's more at home. Entertaining themselves at home with whatever they're doing, so sometimes I think they just go, "Oh, I have an opinion. I'm going to post it." Oh, there's no good leaders, even though there might be people doing good work out there. You know what I mean? And, right. and, and so they just right. they just do that they just do that at home thing. And, and trust me, I'm a little guilty of that too. And I do some group stuff, but the point being, I just think that honestly, I think that's a lot to do with it, at least as far as the opinion side on Google. What you were mentioning. <laughs>
2: Right. I personally, I personally don't think it's dead at all. I mean, I know some people who are great black leaders in the community, and they work hard for the equality of people. But I, I just did that search the other day because I wanted to know what the search would give me, and mostly every link that popped up was was you know addressing black leadership as being dead in America. So right. right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and right. And I think. And then it becomes so easy for someone else that does it to have the same perception, you know, even right. though there's there's plenty of people doing good work out there, but are they willing to actually – I mean, look, look, it ain't easy to survive. You come home, you work hard all day, a lot of people aren't going to go you know, volunteer themselves to be part of something uh, positive, positive. Not because they're not good people, just because, you know, they're tired. You know what I mean? And so it's just nature. It's just human nature. So I think – and then it can come also down to the notion of how lofty are you using the word leader? Is leader just meaning like a local community organizer or someone that's higher up? I prefer more of a grassroots approach. I say, you know, swing you know, things that you can actually hit, uh, you know, like little issues and little um, um, grassroots stuff that's local. Um, because you right. never know what's going to happen to people when they've actually gotten bigger and actually in power and actually are in that position of power. It doesn't mean they're bad, but who knows? Who knows right. what is, is there? Right, exactly. Grassroots, grassroot you can have a little bit of control over it. Kind of know where your money's going, know where your time is going, know what you volunteered for, you know, meet right. the people you volunteered for, all that stuff, you know.
2: <laughs> right. Because okay, before I go any further, could you could you give me your first name, please?
1: Oh yeah, my 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 name is Daniel. What's the line, is Daniel? <laughs>
2: Daniel. Okay. Okay, Daniel. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for uh, for calling in. But I want to say that, um I know a lot of people that are working hard in the communities, and they've established non nonprofit organizations and businesses to help support the communities and I think many of us have come together in the communities as a whole to make a big change or a difference in in the lives of the people in our communities so i I really do think that we have we we still have some great leaders we still have some great leaders, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, to me, they function less on an intellectual level, like, if, say, a congressman or a woman, but, and they tend to function on that real earthy, they know exactly the issue, they've been doing it for 20 years, you know, they know exactly what they're talking about, and, 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 they, and, and they're getting their hands a little dirty, whether it's a community garden or, like I said, after-school help program or whatever the case is. And because right. I'm, I'm also, like, I'm big into urban farming, and I'm big into inner-city kids, you know, like, knowing where food comes from, you know. At right. one time in America, black people in America at one time were 20% of our farmers. It, it, it's actually close to what the population is, so that's a bit of a debate, but close. And now it's right. literally something like, it's literally something like 2%. 2%. You know, <laughs> you
2: know. Right,
1: that's
2: right, a right. Way to do it. Right. So, yeah. you can <laughs> right. I almost almost I definitely will look it up. Daniel, I'm gonna bring in another caller. I have a caller, seven four well, they're not caller um seven four six three. I see you called in, but you didn't if you wanna speak you'll have to press one. If you press one it open it'll it'll allow me to open your line up so that you can speak. I have another caller on the line, Daniel, but um, they haven't pressed anything, so I don't think they want to speak. I think they're just uh, listening. Okay,
1: well, okay. That's cool. I, actually, I was gonna, I was just gonna probably get off here and listen. But that was one that was, as I was sidewinding around the other stuff, okay, I'm kind of big into the, the the urban farming thing,
3: and, and I okay. want
1: people to know that you know I I think that's a very important issue. It's because because our food affects you know our or you know it's to me food is medicine. And if they get, you know, goods, you know, naturally grown stuff that they know exactly where it comes from, to me, that's an important issue. And, and the decline right. of black farmers in the country, just in general, um, has oh, been pretty significant. Wow.
2: It's, it's, it's great that you mentioned that, too, because I went to a, a land and development um, resources program this weekend where they talked about mm-hmm. uh, farming, farming in the rural areas and providing grants. And services to low-income farmers and people in the rural areas, as far as irrigation, um, hoop houses, yep. and um, wells for for, um, for you know for the, the land and everything. So I think I think it's important for us to um, to build up the rural community, the, the farmers, the people who who are working on the lands and providing the uh, food and Having animals and stuff like that, I think it's important to to build them up and and make you know, have have them be more productive. Cause um, we do have we do have a lot of people that are in that area, you know, where they Both. they work their own, they they grow their own food, they um raise their own cattle and livestock and 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 stuff oh, yeah. like that. And it's important to to build them up, you know, to help help them be more uh, productive. Yeah, and,
1: and, and their numbers are increasing. I think mean, over time because I think you know people are just learning things. That their numbers are increasing, but uh, and it's good right. for the kids to you know this is this is how hard it is to put something on a plate and eat it. You, know?
3: <laughs> this,
2: is, this is the right, that goes right. The it is,
1: <laughs>
2: it is, it is. But I tell I tell you one thing. We you know we we keep us a garden every year. And I tell you one thing it's it's nothing like uh growing and producing your own uh vegetables and things like that. I mean, you know what what's going into it, you know what you're putting into the soil and you know what's coming out of it because they have so much so many um GMO products today and it it's, it's just crazy how how the vegetables and the fruits and things are being. I mean, now they have fruits that are so modified where some of them don't even have seeds in them. And I'm like, how are you going to have a fruit that don't even have seeds in it. You know. <laughs>
1: exactly. It's meant to reproduce yeah. itself. Like a like a watermelon. Right. So many different things. They'll be loaded with seeds, right. tomatoes, you know, all these things. Um it, it like if you, you can walk by a fresh tomato vine and you can smell right. it in a store you might barely just barely you know, smell it or taste it, you know, depending on where you go Right.
2: Better, a better exactly. store or not. Exactly. Right, you sure can. You sure can. But I tell you, ain't nothing like some good fresh fruits and vegetables. I tell you, none of that genetically yeah. modified stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, Daniel, I appreciate you calling in. And um, can you tell me what um, what state? What state are you calling from?
1: Uh, Maryland. Maryland. Uh, Grace, Maryland. You call from Maryland. Maryland. Uh de Grace, Maryland. From Maryland. Yeah, I'm from well, Baltimore. Okay. I- <laughs>
2: Okay, well I'm based in Alabama. I'm 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 from the state that just passed that uh, strict abortion um, law. Uh takes place Uh-oh. in about five or six months <laughs> Alabama. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, uh, right. I wanna thank you so much we'll, for, for calling a, in. A
1: more. Go ahead, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to that. Go, go ahead.
2: No, I just you you go ahead. I'm just thanking you for calling in. Well you go ahead. What was you about to say?
1: And I was saying, well, but you know, Baltimore has its own issues. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. Uh, I just recently moved out of Baltimore. I'm from I'm from there, and then grew up in the suburbs. Moved back, much of my adult life. And it's got you know, it's a lot of stuff. You know, <laughs> I, I can't even right. Get...
2: I you know, I hear <laughs> I hear a lot about the crime and things that take place in in Baltimore. I have uh, a couple of friends on my Facebook that live in Baltimore, and they talk about the crimes and killings and shootings and things that take place in Baltimore. Oh, so I know oh, a little bit about something. that.
1: It's it's not even that big of a city and it has something like 200 gangs and it's really not that big of a city. You know what I mean? I mean, right, it's not, I right. it's, and there's, there's good things about Baltimore too. There's some great wacky, interesting people to meet there and, um uh, and, and some great artists and stuff like that, but it's like, yeah, right. it, it's and a great
2: really, programs, it, right? Right, yeah, programs, right?
1: But, uh, well, I
2: want to thank you, so um, thank you so much for calling in and um, everything and speaking to me. If you didn't get to hear the entire show, you can um go. Uh, I don't know. How, how did you tune in? Did you tune in by phone or did you tune in by going to Block Talk Radio the uh, show page?
1: Oh, I see both. I I, I found, found, no. I I actually have I have had a show on on Blog Talk Radio for about seven years,
2: and then you know, oh, I really? took a break what, from it. What, what, are you gonna
1: come back? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm making a little comeback here. We, a lot of it was about like um, er, um herbal medicine and um. Uh, I had Susan Weed, uh, the the fairly well-known herbal medicine practitioner. Okay, sorry, sore throat. What's the name? What's the name of your uh, show? I'm gonna
2: jot. I'm gonna jot down the name of your show, and I'll and I'll follow your show. What's the name of your show?
1: Yeah, it's a Main Street Universe, and there's a lot. We talk about a lot of metaphysical things, so we do talk about a lot of like some alternatives. It's not particularly political show. It's more like spirituality, issues of nature, things like that. You know.
2: Okay. Okay. I want to thank you for tuning in today, and I want to thank you for calling in. I wrote down that I'm, I'm gonna follow you um, as soon as my show is done. I'm gonna come over and follow your uh, broadcast, and when you when you do uh, come back and make some shows, I'll be notified. Okay.
1: Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, probably one of our biggest guests was uh, Margo Adwer. He used to be a reporter for NPR,
2: and I think I posted oh, that okay. one as a. thing.
1: So we we we've had some interesting folks. So like I said, I'm. Took a break, but I'm, we're making a little come back here soon. Getting everybody okay. together. All
2: right, and- all right. <laughs> well, we, I'll be, I'll be looking, I'll be looking for your comeback, Daniel. And I want to thank you for calling in. Okay, and, and you continue to have a great day. All right.
1: All right, you too. All, all
2: right. right. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> Okay, and I want to thank my callers, um, Daniel, for calling in, and I still have my caller 7463. I see you want to speak. I'm going to bring you in right now. Um, hello, caller 7463. How are you today? I'm good, and you? I'm doing great. Can you tell me what your na- first name is? Yes, my um, name is Mimi. Mimi. Minnie? Minnie? Yeah, okay. me. Mimi? Yes. Okay. Mimi. Any, any, oh, mm-hmm. oh, Nene, Nini. Ne- ne, ne, ne. okay, yes. hi, Nene. Hi, ne. Um, thank hi. you for calling me in. Was, was that something you had to say, or are you just listening to the show? Or, um, well, I just saw a, this show, like, is it almost up? Well, we, I go off the air in about five minutes, and um, I was talking about reparations, gentrification, and black leadership in America, but um, I have shows on here. Every Saturday, I'm gonna have them every Saturday starting at six o'clock. Uh, do, you okay. do, do you have a show on Block Talk Radio? Do you have a Block Talk Radio show? No, I don't. Okay. Well, um, if you're if you're on the Block Talk Radio page, if you would please just hit the follow button on my show. When I do broadcast mm-hmm. next week, you can catch my show from the beginning next week because I will broadcast next week at six o'clock. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. And um. Okay. so where are you calling from? What state are you calling from? I'm calling from Florida. Oh, wow. I got family in Florida. I got family in Florida. Yeah. Florida is close by me. I'm based here in Alabama, so we're right beside Florida. So uh, uh, yeah, I know y'all, I, prob- y'all probably Orlando. having that good. Oh, Orlando. Yes. You're yeah. nice. Nice place to be with all the fun activities and things like that. So, <laughs> Orlando. Yeah, I want to thank yeah. you for calling in to the show. Um, I'm getting about ready to You're wrap welcome. things up for today.
0: Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. like I said,
2: if you would hit that uh, follow button, if you would go back to the page, blogtalkradio.com, The Conscious Flow, because the name of the show is mm-hmm. The Conscious Flow. And if you hit the follow button, you can catch my next show uh, when it when it comes on, when it airs at 6 o'clock next Saturday. Okay. Okay? okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for calling in, Nene. Okay? I appreciate You're it. Welcome. You're all welcome. right. Bye-bye. Okay, you have been tuned in to The Conscious Flow. I want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank my callers for calling in today, and um, I hope you all continue to have a great day. We talked about reparations, gentr- gentrification, and white leadership in America. And I have a few people who are interested in being a guest on The Voice of the People on BTR. You can email me at inspirationdiva at gmail.com. Again, that's inspirationdiva.com at gmail and I would love to have you be a guest on the show. also if you're looking for some inspirational quotes, you can look me up inspiration diva goodreads dot com slash inspiration diva on goodreads, and I have some quotes for you, okay? I have one of my personal quotes for you today, and it says, "You may have fallen down, but you can get back up again. You may have doors shut, but new doors will open for you." You may have been lied on, but the truth will come to the light. You may have been hurt, but the pain will pass. You are a survivor, and you have a history of surviving. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Remember to hit that follow button here on BTR. Have a great day. I'm your host, Inspiration Diva, signing off.
3: this just is a talented young black man on sitting on his couch in the street every time i turn on the news i can't seem to tell a lot of the truth earthquakes all over the place contaminated water insulin is so crazy big farmer making Go Bugs, selling all these deadly and addictive drugs, and we don't even know what we can eat, we got genetically modified broccoli, and they're cloning animals, we're eating the meat, the next thing they turn around, they're cloning you and me, the way they do the human race is a ridiculous crime, they call it Kaepernick's me, got y'all losing your all come on. Call that rare Roll they They raising the ante It's the roll Let's travel If you wanna be classy I look at it all And I'm completely inspired To answer all negativity With a song and a smile And I'ma stand up For what I believe in And I don't care Who thinks I'm preaching Pay attention to the way You're spending your time Cause keeping up With the Kardashians Is falling behind Yeah let me up